Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 33, Dealing with Low Self-Esteem. It's April 15th, 2021. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. What I help people do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moskovich. Dealing with low self-esteem, well, according to the research, a whopping 85% of the population has low self-esteem. Yes, you heard that correctly, 85%, according to the research, 85% of the population has problems with low self-esteem. Now, dysfunctional families are a contributing factor to that, and that Dysfunctional families represent 70 to 96% of people, and we're going to talk about what causes low self-esteem, but the most important thing is that you are not stuck with low self-esteem. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you know that you don't feel good about yourself, you don't like yourself, you you know are down on yourself, you are not stuck with that. That does not have to be your future, so I'm offering you hope. There's lots of hope, and I'm going to talk about the things that you can do to build your self-esteem. So let's get going because this is a very, very important topic. So what I'm going to cover today in this podcast is what is low self-esteem, what causes low self-esteem, the characteristics of people who have high self-esteem, to give you the contrast, signs and symptoms of low self-esteem, the negative impacts of low self-esteem, phrases that people who have low self-esteem often use. I'm going to give you an example in real life, uh, and I'm going to give you 31 tips to boost your self-esteem like a boss, because you can. I'm going to cover some takeaways and then a call to action. So I always start with my, my podcast with an invitation for you to visit my website so you can enter my giveaway going on through July 2021 to win cool stuff because why not it's being given away whether you enter or not next up is my disclaimer I am NOT a therapist I am NOT a medical professional in any capacity and you as a consumer should get your medical advice or your therapy advice from a licensed medical professional that's just the way it goes so I'm not that. <clears throat> may have a lot of experience, but I am not a therapist or a medical professional. Next, if you are listening to this podcast and you've been thinking about suicide or you've been thinking about harming yourself, I am asking as a personal plea, I'm begging you to please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you to stop listening to this podcast and call 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you to talk about it. I'm asking you to tell people. I'm asking you to do something because there is help available.
All right, what is low self-esteem? <clears throat> According to the dictionary, self-esteem is defined as confidence in one's own worth or abilities or self-respect. So people who have low self-esteem often feel incompetent, inadequate, or unloved. And people who have low self-esteem are often afraid of making mistakes or letting people down. So low self-esteem is the opposite of having confidence, self-respect, and feeling good about yourself. So I'm going to mention a couple causes of low self-esteem. And I, I want to say in the beginning here, it doesn't really matter what caused your low self-esteem. If you've got low self-esteem, you've got low self-esteem. And I'm going to cover all the things you can do to start building that and boosting that. It doesn't really matter why. But because we are talking about dealing with low self-esteem, I think it is important to mention some of the top causes. These are not, it's not an all-inclusive list. This is not every possible cause, but these are the top 13 causes for low self-esteem. Neglect in childhood, dysfunctional families, trauma or abuse of any kind, having bad friends or friends who are a bad influence, bullying, Disapproving authority figures, that could be parental or other. Uninvolved or preoccupied parents or caregivers. A contentious divorce. Parents who fight. Society can contribute to it as well as the media. Academic struggles. Harsh parental standards and perfectionism. So those are some of the things that either cause or contribute to young people and adults having low self-esteem. So I want to give you a nice robust list of characteristics and traits of people who have high self-esteem, which again is about 15% of the population, because I want you to listen to this list from the viewpoint or from the standpoint, are these characteristics or are these traits that you would relish? Would you enjoy having these traits? Because if you're dealing with low self-esteem, it's very likely you don't have many or too many of these. So this is the characteristics or traits of people with high self-esteem. They love meeting people. They have the courage to express themselves. They have lives full of adventures. They don't care about what other people think of them. They are nicer to be around. They have a belief in themselves and their abilities. They are willing to accept failures. They respect the differences in other people. They have healthy relationships. They look for people who respect them and, and that they in turn respect, so mutual respect. They have self-confidence. They have an inner peace. They continuously seek self-improvement. They accept themselves unconditionally. That would be self-love and self-acceptance. They take responsibility for their own lives. They tolerate frustrations well. They are willing to take calculated risks. They are loving and lovable. They are self-directed, assertive, have natural curiosity, love challenges. They are eager to learn new things. They are able to express emotions. They can be spontaneous. They are competitive with themselves, but not other people. They can handle both positive and negative emotions. 
They are always willing to help other people. They are less susceptible to social pressures. They are capable of forming satisfying love relationships. And they are, generally speaking, happier with life. So isn't that something that would feel good and make you happy? Yes, of course, because people with high self-esteem are generally happier, a lot happier. So I'm going to cover an equally long list, actually a longer list, of what's considered signs and symptoms of low self-esteem. Now, if you go research this, like I did, you're going to find different articles and material that'll say, you know, eight signs of low self-esteem or 12 or whatever, you know, different list. This is a compiled list. So I just like poured through the research to see what is everything that anyone's saying about signs and symptoms of low self-esteem. So you're not going to find this list in the research probably because it's a compiled list, you know, combing through and looking for what everybody says about it. And I have 47 signs and symptoms of low self-esteem here I'm going to cover. So, sensitive, being sensitive to criticism or perceived criticism, being socially withdrawn, hostility, excessive preoccupation with personal problems, negative thoughts and or self-critical thoughts, inability to handle praise, condescending or putting people down having a controlling personality as opposed to empowering others, can't say no, being indecisive, blaming others, that would be instead of taking responsibility for one's actions, being overly apologetic, not standing up for yourself, giving up too easily, aiming too low or avoiding challenges, chronically comparing yourself to others, easily depressed, ruin your own fun or good times, claim everything is luck, you buy things you don't like, you tell really dumb lies and then wonder why, pessimism, exaggeration, lack of boundaries, overly concerned about others' opinions of you, timid behaviors, the absence of assertiveness, Pretend to be someone that you are not. That would be having a pretense. Nonconformist or antisocial behaviors. Rebellious, behavior, rebellious behaviors. Lack of generosity. Having a material outlook. That would be judging others by what material goods they have or don't have. Doubting yourself. Thinking that other people treat you badly because you somehow deserve it. Competitiveness or being competitive, perfectionism, alienation, that would be alienating others, procrastination, anxiety and emotional turmoil, eating disorders, overthinking, being a workaholic, over or underachieving, disliking people in general, having self-limiting beliefs, difficulty being in the present moment, and shame. So that's 47 signs or symptoms of the possibility of low self-esteem. So those things don't feel good. They're, they're not, they're not going to give you this empowered life. They're just 
not great. So I want to talk next about the negative impact of having low self-esteem. So one of the impacts of having low self-esteem is someone with low self-esteem often interprets comments that are not critical in nature as critical. So they actually misinterpret comments to be critical when they are not intended to be critical. Increased anxiety is an impact. Increased stress. Increased loneliness. Increased chance of depression. Low self-esteem causes problems in platonic friendships. It causes problems in romantic relationships. It can impair academic success. Low self-esteem can hinder job performance. It gives you negative feelings. It contributes to self-loathing or causes self-loathing. It cause, can cause an obsession with being perfect. It lowers resilience. So that means it's harder to come back from a setback or harder to recover from a setback. It is gives you a feeling of being powerless and it leads to increased vulnerability to drug and alcohol use. So those are some of the negative impacts or effects of having low self-esteem, which we can all agree, those aren't great. You don't want those. No, 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 you don't want those. So now I want to talk about briefly some phrases. I have the top 10 phrases often used by people who have low self-esteem. That, that doesn't mean that if you use this phrase, you automatically have low self-esteem. These are just common phrases people with low self-esteem are likely to use or more likely to use than someone who has high, higher self-esteem. I can't. It's impossible. I hate the way I look. I'm not good enough. I'm not worth it. I can't say no. I'm not as good as fill in the blank. I don't deserve fill in the blank. I'm sorry and I can't decide. So those are kind of little warning signs. If you're saying those phrases frequently or someone you know is then that's possible that they are dealing with low self-esteem. And as I said in the beginning of this podcast, 85%, according to the research, 85% of the population suffers from low self-esteem. So that's like, that's the lion's share of the population. Now, I want to talk, before I get into some tips, the top 31 tips to help you boost your self-esteem and build self-confidence and build self-esteem, I want to just briefly give you an example of what low self-esteem looks like in real life. And this actually I heard from a therapist years ago. And um, so I was talking to this therapist about low self-esteem and I was asking him the question about low self-esteem and he just started to laugh. And he was like, well, you're not asking the question. I said, yeah, I'm asking you the question. He said, no. He said, you don't have low self-esteem. Who are you really asking for? And I started to laugh because I, I really wasn't asking for myself. I was asking for a friend who knew I knew this therapist and could talk to him about things like this. So I started to laugh and I said, okay, yeah, I'm really asking for a friend. And he was cracking up and he said, okay, listen, this is this will help you understand. So he said, so a man comes home from work and he's really kind of grumpy and nasty nasty to his wife. Now, the wife thinks, oh, I should have worn a different outfit. Oh, I should have made something else for dinner. Or, oh, I didn't do this or that and, and blames themselves. 
which of course I started to laugh and thought, oh yeah, now who would think that? He said, well, Lisa, someone with low self-esteem, that's the way that they think. So if you have low self-esteem and you're going to be blaming yourself for other people's behaviors, which is not what you want to be doing. I mean, it's, it's appropriate sometimes to, when you have high emotional intelligence and high self-awareness to pause and think, hmm, is it possible I contributed to this? Mm, quick check. No, I don't think so. But it's, it's a different reaction to life to immediately start blaming yourself for someone else's treatment of you or someone else's behavior. So that's kind of like an example. All right. So now I've got 31 tips for boosting self-esteem. And before I start getting into this, I want to say that if you're listening to this podcast and you have low self-esteem, first of all, just just accept that it's okay. You're in 85% of the population, which means you're normal, okay? You're in the 85%. And it doesn't have to be your future, and it's extremely likely that you didn't do something to cause that, because I already covered different reasons or causes for low self-esteem, none of which people typically do to themselves. So, the thing about low self-esteem is it's not like a once and done, oh, I'm going to go do A and that'll fix it. To build and repair low self-esteem, it's going to take a series of actions over time. And that's what corrects or builds self-esteem. It's not like you just go do one action and oof, it's all it's all better now. So this is why I'm covering 31 different actions that you can take that over time will help you build and repair low self-esteem. Because low self-esteem is no fun. It's not something you want. It's not going to leave you happy. It's not going to make you feel good as we already covered. All right, so number one. Practice loving yourself and, it, and your imperfections. That's going to be a really big ask if you have low self-esteem. But for you to listen to this podcast and now you're becoming awake and aware, oh, there's a whole other way I could live. I could live a happier life. I could live an easier life. I could live a life where I'm having more fun and less stress and less anxiety. Yes, I think I'd like that. Well, why, who wouldn't like that? There's nobody on the planet who wouldn't like to have a happier life with less stress, more fun, eat, have it be easier because life is hard already. So one of the things to start to recognize is if you're not loving yourself and not loving your imperfections, that's one place to go to work. And there's lots of ways you can do that. You can start by journaling, but, but primarily becoming awake and aware to the fact that you haven't been, if you haven't been, and then commit that you're going to start loving yourself and loving your imperfections. Listen, I talked in all my podcasts about all my, all my imperfections because, oh, I have so many and I, and I, and I love them. I mean, it's part of, makes me who I am. And, you know, maybe I annoy my kids sometimes or other people, but I'm not doing it on purpose. It's not like bad stuff. All right. Number two, Make a plan for your future that makes you happy and inspired. This is a golden nugget because oftentimes people feel 
badly about themselves and their lives because they don't have something they're working towards. And what we know from the research is that setting goals will make you be happier. I mean, that's a fact from research. And I talked about some of that in some of my other podcasts. In fact, all my podcasts, all of my podcasts, all the other 30 some podcasts will help you build self-confidence, happiness, and self-esteem and deal with issues in life. So there you go. You've got lots of support. But in the research, what we know is that setting reasonable, realistic goals and then getting to work on them absolutely helps people be happier. So how would it be if you like pick this delicious future for yourself and then start to work on it? Like, well, you're going to pick something that you really love and that would really make you feel happy and inspired. And then your actions, you know, take actions towards that. That's going to make a difference right there and it's going to help you. So that's number two. Number three, start using your time to forward your life. So people often complain. <laughs> about they don't have enough time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm actually going to be doing a podcast here coming up on time management because, you know, even if you work 60 hours a week, you still have hours and hours in the week, assuming that you sleep eight hours a night to be doing things. So when people start using their time better and using their time for things that they want and that would make them happy, life shifts and you will feel better. So start using your time to forward your life in a meaningful way, and that's going to really help you feel better. All of these things, by the way, are designed to forward, all these tips are designed to forward your life and help you feel better, because that's the whole point. Number four, engage in personal growth and development like it matters. Okay, so for many people listening to this podcast, growth and development is new to you. You're not really even maybe sure what I'm talking about. All of my podcasts, all of my blog posts, all of my YouTube videos are all about growth and development. It's about how, you, how you're organized as a person, how you look at life, your attitudes and your beliefs, your actions, your habits, the practices you engage in. If you just listened to all my podcasts and read my blog posts and looked at my YouTube videos, you would actually be engaging in growth and development because you can look at some of my YouTube videos. <laughs> like, you know, of course I have, I have my favorites of my YouTube videos. One of them is called Be Well Loved. I hope you watch that because I want everybody to be well loved. But engage in growth and development because it matters, because it will make your life happier and it will make your life easier. And I've written all kinds of stuff about that on my blog post. So Engage in growth and development like it matters because it will make a difference. Number five, little tip is to make signs and put it around wherever you live or in your car. Like, uh, for and I do, I've done this. I, I, listen, everything that I recommend, first of all, it's therapy based and research proven. So these are therapy based, research proven techniques that work. And I've done them. I don't recommend things to people that I haven't done or aren't research-based or therapy-proven. So you can make a sign that says, I'm good enough. Or you could make a sign that says, I don't have to be perfect. Or a sign that says, I am loved and lovable. Or I'm really valuable. And put them around so you can see them. Because that will work on your, your subconscious and unconscious mind. And put the signs around your living space. Like, I'm not kidding. All right. Next, volunteer someplace. Well, 
Even during a pandemic, there are places that need volunteers and there are ways to volunteer with proper precautions and safety measures. And if you have the luxury of time, that will give you an immediate boost in feeling good and contribute to building your self-esteem. Next up, practice gratitude. This is one of the biggest things you can do to start shifting your life. I have a whole podcast that's titled The Miracles of Gratitude because gratitude is really miraculous. The research on gratitude is fascinating and compelling. And for many people, this is not their normal way of living. They're just not grateful, generally speaking. But it's a muscle you can build, so you want to get to work on the things that will give you a great and a happy life. Because if your life isn't happy, what are you doing? Well, you're living the only way you've ever known, probably because of a dysfunctional family, bullying, or all the other things I covered. Okay, that's fine, but don't you want to be happy? Yes, people want to be happy. So get on the train for gratitude, and my podcast will help you. And I have a YouTube video and blog posts about it. That's gratitude, extremely powerful, you know, and for many of you, you're going to need to start to make a list in the morning, three or five things you can be grateful for and maybe do it at night. And it's going to have, you're going to have to take actions until it becomes natural until, you know, you just think of being grateful for, for a parking spot or what have you. Next is hobbies. Well, I have a YouTube video about hobbies. I have a blog post about hobbies. I am the hobby fan. I might also be a little bit of a hobby queen because <laughs> I have so many. But I'm a solid fan that every young person, every child starting as young as you can, should have multiple hobbies and have them for the rest of their life. They absolutely build confidence. They absolutely build self-esteem. And they give young people and people of every age, you know, something enjoyable to do in their downtime and in their free time. And that should be hopefully enjoyable, uplifting and inspiring. So if you don't have hobbies, this is a perfect time to start taking on hobbies. Next, figure out what makes you happy and sprinkle your life with this. Well, I talk about this repeatedly in much of my material because, you know, happiness in, in the world is often elusive for people. It's like they think someday I'll be happy. I'll be happy when I have this great job or this much money or this or that or when I get married or when I have kids or when I, you know, whatever. Happiness you can have every day in your life, even when life is painfully difficult. Even when you are grieving a loss, you can still have happiness. Now, I have podcasts on happiness, many blog posts and YouTube videos. I also have a podcast about grieving a loss. But the thing about happiness is you have to figure out what it is that makes you happy. And then you have to be intentional to put it into your life. All right. Next, practice self-care and self-compassion. I have a whole podcast about that. Self-care and self-compassion are like foundational building blocks for a healthy, functional life. I, I don't see how it's possible to really be healthy and happy if you're not taking care of yourself and having self-compassion. On my podcast on self-care and self-compassion will help you with that. I've written also about both of those things. But that's one of the things that you want to make 
happen every day and make it fun. Like I do self-care. I have self-compassion. Self-compassion you have to really grow over time because you have this inner critic. But, you know, this doesn't have to be boring and it doesn't have to be like uh, a chore. No, you want life to be fun, happy and enjoyable, productive, meaningful. Like what else? You want to just have a sad, wasted excuse of a life? No, you don't. I mean, you may have that right now, but you don't have to have that. And and one of the foundational things you want to get going on is self-care and self-compassion. Those two things, by the way, will go a long, long way to building self-esteem. The next thing is I already mentioned, but I have it worth it's worth mentioning in this list, is to recognize that this is a process. You didn't end up with low self-esteem overnight. I mean, children typically aren't born with low self-esteem. Children typically develop low self-esteem after a school incident or something in their family of origin or, you know, whatever. So it's not an overnight fix, but you want to engage in things that will over time bring you to this position of having high self-esteem, which is amazing. All right, next up, learn to manage your thoughts. We live in a world where we are almost unconscious to what we're thinking and saying. And this has to do with self-awareness, which I just did a podcast about self-awareness. It also falls under the umbrella of emotional intelligence, which is sadly lacking in the world, in America and in the world. And so becoming aware of your thoughts and aware of what you're saying and learning how to manage them is a phenomenal skill set. It's like, it's like, it's like amazing. So you want to learn how to do that. And that's again, covered in my podcast and book and blog posts, everything. All right, next up, manage your integrity. Okay. So we also happen to live in a society in the world where integrity is sadly lacking. People don't value their word. They'll make promises and break them. They don't sometimes care about their reputation. But, you know, having a high degree of integrity and character, by the way, is magical. One of the reasons having integrity is magical is because you're not thinking, oh, I said I'd do that and I didn't do that. And having all this, you know, vicious cycle of negative thoughts and guilt and what shame or what have you because you're being your word and having integrity. So that's worth really boosting if you're not someone who keeps your promises and keeps your word. Next up, don't skip on your sleep. Here's the thing, you know, we know from the research that a majority of people are either are not getting enough sleep or they're not getting enough good quality sleep. So it's a, it's a function of quantity, how many hours of sleep you're getting and the quality of sleep that you're getting. The only time your body can repair itself is at night when you're sleeping. So you really want to make sure while you're going on this journey to take care of your body by making sure you're getting enough sleep. And I have a whole uh, blog post about, uh, it's called, I think, Pandemic Sleeping Tips, which goes through lots of different things people don't often look at when they're trying to address sleeping problems. Okay, increase your nutrition in any way you can. This is so important. I mean, it's important because you want to have a healthy life. I mean, if you have to take lots of prescriptions or you're in pain or you know, you're not healthy in some way, that's no fun. 
it's just absolutely no fun. So anytime you can choose a more nutritious food over a less nutritious food, that's going to help your body and it's going to help your mind and it's going to help you be healthier. So boost your nutrition any way you can. Next up is called is a try affirmations. So affirmations is not something that everyone's familiar with, but basically affirmations are short statements. I kind of alluded to that when I was talking about making signs like I'm good enough or I'm a child of God and God loves me or, you know, I, I am a great person, what have you. I have a, a short YouTube video about affirmations, but affirmations work to help rewire your brain. And I recommend that you do them frequently while you're working on building low self-esteem because they help tame your inner critic and build self-confidence. So affirmations work. You can find besides my content, um, you can find lots of stuff on the web about affirmations. All right. Next up, I highly recommend you take a page from Olympic athletes and coaches and, and visualize your dream life. Because if you can visualize it in your mind and feel it, you can have it. Now, this is actually, I mean, I read about visualization when I was probably 12 in Reader's Digest. Visualization has been around forever. And it's very powerful stuff, and it can really help you. So take a page from professional Olympic athletes athletes, and visualize your, your dream life, and then get to work on it. All right, next up, ask for help, support, coaching, or a mentor. There's just nothing wrong with asking for help. Now, many people, particularly with low self-esteem, feel like it's bad or wrong or it's somehow a sign of failure if you have to ask for help. I happen to believe the opposite. I, having reasonably high self-esteem, think that it's part of being human to need help now and then. Like, there's just nothing wrong with it. So if you're struggling with low self-esteem, you know, ask for support. Ask for a coach. You know, get, get what you need. The next tip is to go to work on what's called being present. Now, another word for being present is being mindful. So mindful is kind of a common term for that now. And mindfulness or being present is a very powerful tool for living life. It frees you up from anxiety. It just has so many benefits. I have a very short YouTube video about being present. But it's really something to put on your list because it will help you. Next, make it a point to play and have fun. Okay, I know that, um, oh, some of you would just think I'm crazy, but... Like, I'm a big fan of fun. Like, life is just so hard. Like, you know that now we're a year into a pandemic, but even before pandemic, I can't tell you how many different things in my life were really hard. And one thing that's really helpful is to bring play and fun and games to life. Like, I can tell you my, when my kids were younger, of course, they're all, they're all grown now. Uh, we used to play a game when we'd go to the grocery store. This was when they were, like, not in the shopping cart anymore and they could walk around and walk around by themselves you know to see how quickly we could get in and out of the grocery store of course you could probably do that now with the pandemic but you know we would play games and, and see if we could get in and out of the grocery store and 
depending on the size of the list, because we would look at the size of the list and say, hmm, what's doable? 30 minutes, 20 minutes, what have you. And and time ourselves and just kind of like make a little game out of it. Like, just like there's so many ways you can bring play and fun to your life. And that's going to make you feel better. You want to start having fun. All right. Exercise is good for the body, which is the next tip. And many people don't like exercise. I hear you. I get it. I understand. No argument here. However, you know, going for a walk. Now, if you have mobility issues, that'll be a problem. But more people can walk than not. But at least get out and move your body because that's going to be good for your mind. And it's definitely proven to help if you have low self-esteem. Next up, read or watch inspiring materials. Why? Because your brain is soaking in whatever you're reading or watching or listening to. So why not feed your brain powerful, positive things, the good stuff, because that's going to help you. If you're watching sad and negative things, now there's an exception. If you're going through grief and loss, which my podcast will help you with, but sometimes it's appropriate to watch sad things and kind of let out the tears while you're watching a sad movie. But generally speaking, when you're working on growing low self-esteem and building confidence, you want to be mindful to what you're watching, reading, or listening to and have it be inspiring, which by the way, does not include watching the news. All right. Next up is really a decision. And the way I have it in my bullet points is to make up your mind about how your life is going to go. Like sometimes life is just a matter of making a decision. Like I want X, Y, or Z, or I'm going to do this or that. And really like just firmly committing yourself. So make up your mind right now that you're going to move. You're going to take the action so that you, by next year or whenever, that you have high self-esteem and you feel good about yourself like how about that how about like wow wouldn't that be great wouldn't it be great not to be you know feeling badly about yourself yes it's really great to feel good about yourself but whatever it is of course I'm hoping it will be that you make up your mind that you know you're done with low self-esteem and you're going to start taking actions but whatever it is make up your mind and commit yourself to how your life is going to go. Like you actually get to direct your life. Like you actually get to drive the car. You actually get to be in charge and take charge. Next, determine if you need therapy and if so, get going. Listen, there's nothing wrong with therapy if you need therapy. I have a whole little um, YouTube video about what is psychotherapy anyway. And unfortunately, we have a stigma for psychotherapy. And unfortunately, we have a few bad therapists here and there. So it can be a challenge to find a good therapist. But the healthiest people on the planet will go to therapy. The least healthy people, at least according to the research, will shun therapy and never seek it. So if you're willing to entertain therapy and you need it, go get it. Next up, get out there and socialize. Now, I'm very well aware we're a year into the pandemic, and that might seem like a, you know, a ridiculous statement, but here's the thing. According to the research, isolation and loneliness, those two failing categories are the worst ever for human health. It's like worse than obesity and other health problems. So you can socialize with social distancing and proper precautions, but you want to start to feel good and feel better. And what we know from the research is that 
getting out there and being with your friends or family or whoever, coworkers, whoever, it's really phenomenal for your health. Like I cannot emphasize that enough. And if you don't have friends, oh, I have several YouTube videos about that and lots of material about making friends because I know it's hard and that'll give you some tips. Next up, get out there and spend 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes. Now that's 15 minutes doing something that will forward your life, that will improve your life. What could you do in 15 minutes? You could clean out a closet. You could clean out your car. You could, you know, write a thank you. Know, like there's so many things you could do. Set the timer, you know, whatever it is. Get to work. It could be watching YouTube videos to improve your life or, you know, listening to material. 15 minutes. If you just did 15 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day to improve your life, that's going to equal 91 hours in a year. That's a lot of hours. You could have a completely different life next year if you spent 15 minutes a day devoted to you and improving your life. 91 hours by just doing 15 minutes a day. So do that. All right, next up, prayer meditate. If you're if you're not a fan of prayer, I am a fan of prayer, but if you're not, you can meditate. There's lots of materials about the benefits of prayer or meditation. Uh, dress and groom yourself every day. That's a must. That actually falls under self-care, but no, no pajamas, no sweatpants every day. You know, even if you're not going anywhere, get a shower, hot bath, whatever, put your makeup on, do your grooming. You will feel better. Next up, get a partner in crime or a buddy or somebody to go on this journey with. I am a huge fan of not doing life alone. It feels better to have a buddy or a partner. Like, it's just amazing. Don't do life by yourself. I mean, I'm single, so I'm doing life by myself. But I do stuff with other people because that's much more fun. So get a partner and your, your chances of success go through the roof if you have a committed partner who will say also wanted to work on their low self-esteem. And that's not going to be hard to find because we know that most people have low self-esteem. So get a buddy. Next up, learn assertiveness. Oh, I'm a super, super huge fan of assertiveness and assertiveness training. Thanks to my mom who gave me a book when I was in high school and it really changed my life because you know, one of the things that people who have low self-esteem lack is assertiveness. They don't feel good about themselves. And assertiveness, by the way, is not being aggressive. It is not being, you know, running over people with the steamroller because part of assertiveness is thoughtfully considering other people's views, opinions, and input and, and their their role in whatever. So learning assertiveness. There's tons of books. There's just all kinds of stuff I have some material on assertiveness and, you know, put that on your list. And that's going to help you in every area of life. It'll help you with relationships. It will help you with, if you're working, it will help you, you know, anywhere you're dealing with people and any, anywhere, everywhere in life. And I'm a huge fan that we should be teaching all children of all ages assertiveness. All right. And lastly, tame your inner critic. So I mentioned earlier self-compassion and this inner critic, because we're talking about low self-esteem, deserves a little mention. So we all have part, part of our brain that's, that's been labeled the inner critic. Labeled the inner critic because it's not nice to you. It's actually very 
you know, mean and nasty. But here's the thing. When you start to become self-aware and you start to take on, hey, I want to have a better life. I want to be happy. I want to have a life that fulfills me. Learning to tame your inner critic will go a very, very long way to helping you attain those goals and be happy and have this life that you want. So my self-compassion and self-care podcast will help you with that. But basically, affirmations are a very uh, direct route to start to tame your inner critic. But remember when I just said get a partner or a buddy? That's going to be wildly helpful to tame your inner critic. When I started to work on taming my inner critic, which was around 2006, I asked my kids, who were obviously young, if, if they noticed I said anything that seemed like I wasn't being nice to myself to let me know. And oh my gosh, within like three minutes, one of them would say, oh, oh, I think I just caught you. I think you just, you just weren't nice to yourself. And I was like, oh, really? What did I say? And they were like, oh, well, you said blah, blah, blah. And I went, oh, you're right. So if you had a team of people to help catch you, call you on your stuff, it'll go faster, quicker, and better. And it's very freeing to tame your inner critic. That doesn't mean you're going to get rid of your inner critic, but your inner critic will be tamed down to a very dull roar. So that's a whole lot of things that you can be doing to boost your self-esteem. So here's some takeaways. Number one, low self-esteem is actually epidemic in our society. At 85% of the population, it's the norm, not the exception. Takeaway number two, you are not stuck with low self-esteem if you're willing to take action because you can. And lastly, over time, you can build your self-esteem and make it a journey of love, make it a journey that's fun, make it a game. All right, here's my call to action. It's time to get into action to build self-esteem. Why not? You don't want to spend the rest of your life, however old you are, feeling badly. No, nobody wants that. And it's time to realize that this is not only one of the most common problems in society, but it's also one of the things that you can you can resolve over time. So I mean, they just went through things that are reasonable and doable. Maybe it might be overwhelming to hear so many tips, but you can pick some places and get started. So get a group together and make it fun. Make it this wildly fun adventure. I don't care how old you are. And my last call to action is to share this on social media because clearly we have an overabundance of people who need help building low self-esteem. All right, that's it. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 33, Dealing with Low Self-Esteem. I hope that you are going to get into action and start dealing with this because you can. There's just so much you can do. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so that you get new podcasts automatically. And please share this with people because this is one of the most common problems we have in society today. Connect with me at my website at www.lisaalundy.com to win cool prizes and stay connected. I love you. I appreciate you. Hang in there. Bye for now.